Yes, everybody. Welcome to the last and real podcast again. I don't know from your ear device, Azian, alongside the people's favorite. Everyone's favorite, JRP. Well, I'm Azian. Well, good day and I evening, my brother. Enjoying a well deserved win. Ah, before the international break. Oh, the dreaded international break. The dreaded, the dreaded. You know, us football fans, we're not like international break. We're really interested in the World Cup. I mean, yeah. the Euros. Are and cool. Euros. Yeah. I want no. you to say a little International break. Cool. You think it makes sense? It, it, I don't want to say it makes no sense because you see, you, you see where it give other players, you know, like the younger players a chance. Because they don't know the club players, they're already established already. True. But the younger crapper players, you know, can get the chance to display. I'm breaking on the senior team, but where, my issue with it internationally is that the calendar full. That is true. That is calendar true. full. And when a player represent them country and a player get injured, get injured, are the club getting back? Yeah, yeah. Fix him up. Fix him up. And especially if a player where you know you're in a position for win either a title or you have a finals or come up or you are going to a Champions League quarter final and you lose that player. Yeah. Are you a fight of relegation? A true man. Yeah. The, the international break it needs to either come before or after the season or, you know? Yeah. Reshuffle. Reshuffle. But after the first question, when I love post to the listeners, and one thing, the international break, is it to a point now where it's pointless or it's something where we need to reconsider? But, JRP... I, I, I go for the reconsider and just um, reshuffle up certain things. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Put, put it somewhere else in the calendar. Yeah. But, people, we just have to jump straight tonight and look at the weekend's matches. You know, it was a very short game week, but a very, very exciting. No, the first one we have a touch on, you know, our game, you know. Arsenal mm-hmm. and Crystal Palace. So Yes, indeed. JRP, after the disappointment in Thursday, right? Yeah. It was a great response from the team. Great response. Great response from Martinelli. Um, another assist by Chassad. Two goals coming from Saka. Um, and, and Granite Jacob scoring one as well. Um, great to see Rob Olin starting. This is his first start um, in the Arsenal squad since the season start. Um, yeah. in, in coming for Saliba. I hope Saliba is not out for too long, but Olin came out and Olin did his thing and this is yeah. a great lesson that we can that many people can look at when you come out to Olin and El Nene. Exactly. That pretty much sit on the bench for a majority of the time, get like a game time. You know, they, they, they participate here and there in like a cup or Europe, but you never hear them come out and be this grown to die, you know, unprofessional. Yeah, man. And always wear a smile upon them face. And Holden was exceptional today. Yeah, man. Very, very. I mean, all, all Arsenal players pretty much had a great game. Yeah, man. Great game. I have to say, big up to Martinelli because after Thursday, you wonder what state he would be in. Say, yeah, because. Yeah. Yeah, it was his penalty basically. Um, oh, I, I'm not going to say because uh, he his opportunity to make a job, but he was the one that was responsible for taking that kick. Right. And he didn't have on the day. Yeah, it just wasn't his day. Yeah, and Chassard got one as well and it hit the post. 
But right. both players respond, especially a young Martinelli, because you know, just Chosad uh, is um being there down that he's 28 right right now. So he's an experienced player. But when you look at Martinelli, 21 year old, just miss a penalty that, that was knocked out, out of Europe. You know, we want to see what his response would have been like. Right. And him step up and him delivered another 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 good game. I mean, you can see the similarities in their mentality between him and Saka. Yeah. When Saka missed that penalty for England in the, yeah, and, in the Euros. Yeah, in the Euros and the entire world came down <laughs> at him. But Saka step up, asked for the ball and continue taking penalty. And you have to give Arteta ratings as well. Arteta chose him to take the penalty. Yeah. Arteta, Arteta chose, um, chose these young players. Um, just to go by... Um, we have to give a shout out for, for Tierney as well. Tierney came in the 65th minute and never put a foot around. True, true. Never put a foot, put a foot around. And if Tierney should go um in the in the in the next season, I'll be I'll be disappointed because he shows the value that he brings to the team. And this is it. You know, I don't think I don't hear Tierney himself saying he wants to leave. But yes, it's it's people speculating and from his on. camp. And from his right. camp as well, pushing this exit and pushing, you know, um, leaving and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the thing about it, you know, Tierney will get game, right? Tierney exactly. will get game because Arteta will have to find a way to manage um, Zizhenko um, workload because he can't always play all 90 minutes. No, not in every single competition either. Exactly. And when, when Tierney came on today, Tierney did his old-fashioned stuff. And, and just he provided play. the assist as well. And he provided the assist as well. And that's what we need sometimes. Not all the time we need him to step up and be in the middle like um, what Zizenko is doing and stuff like that. Just play your game. That and it worked today. That is it. But now for Crystal Palace, the, the surprise is that they let go of Patrick Vieira. Right? It was I, a panic. Panic to me. I, I definitely think that was a panic. Because, now, it, yeah. No, they're calling back for Roy Hudson. Does it make any sense? No, because he was the one that was there before Patrick Vieira took over. All right. Because listeners, if, if, if you listen to last week's episode, we did touch on, mm-hmm. touch on it on that Crystal Palace is in 12th position. And if they lose the game coming up against Arsenal, they're going to be in a dark fight. And mm-hmm. they, have some, they have some difficult games coming up. But after the difficult games coming up, they have some opponents that they, they can beat on paper. I mean... It, it's definitely out of panic, but if you panic, why go backwards instead oh, of exactly? Panic? I believe that they should. Uh, we know that what it was what um, 12 games no win for Apache Vera, yes. I mean, no win since 23. 23, yeah, that is difficult. But look, look ahead, look ahead. We, we see what Apache Vera is doing with, with, with the players that he has at his disposal. I mean, Zaha almost got got a goal today as well yes and to be fair to Palace the teams that they have played it's not like no one has blown them away right even Manchester City it was a fortunate penalty that gave him you know yeah um and, gave City the victory and coming up to and coming up to our match the writing was on the wall that yeah Palace would have lost even if Vera was there exactly so why Maybe panic they've been a four but it, it was a high chance that they would have lost the match. But I don't know why they have panicked now and then um, 
testing the water to bring in Rye Hutchinson. Wasn't he retired or something like that? Yeah, man. This was his second retirement. The guy is 75 years old still enough. So. And then Crystal Palace. I think Crystal Palace is one of the, the clubs in the league that has the most black player, players represented with a black manager. Yeah. I know yeah. you can pick the manager away. I mean, yeah. um, Crystal Palace, um, stu stupid, stupid decision by you guys. I mean, like Brian said, you guys are the idiot of the week. Definitely. Definitely. But we're going to look on the next game. Um, this was one of Saturday's games, Chelsea versus Everton. Surprise match for me and surprise result. Uh, surprise result for me, to be honest. This was a shock. Bro. Didn't expect the scoreline. I mean, Chelsea was on um, three straight wins in all competitions, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, Everton have been playing some, um, you know, decent football since. Yeah, since Yeah, I know Sean Dice team. But... I didn't see this coming at all, especially oh. the manner in how it came about. Yeah, and especially playing at the bridge, Everton, um, going down there. But we touch on this with Everton with that four at the back and that five in the middle and that one up top. Yeah. Negative football, but they, with the like of Iwobi, I have Matt Neal, I have Demar Gray. They can hit you on the counter. Yeah, man, but what 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 surprising you know is that with it was in the eighty nine minute that um, Everton found the equalizer, and the guy they brought on basically he wasn't on the field long. He yes. made an instant impact. Sims, yes, Ellis Sims. Yeah, instant I mean, that's impact. That's what they call a super sub. Definitely super sub. But Chelsea again, they chopped and changed you know because. They made three changes, right? Mm -hmm. um, we see Pulisic starting and Magic on the bench again. Reese James came back in the side. Bada Sheely um, came in for Cucurella. I'm wondering, is Pata still searching for his, his, his best 11? Or should he have just kept the winning formula? Kept the winning formula. I mean, if it's not broken, why fix it? Definitely, why fix? you change it when you change that formula when something happened, you know? Yeah, because if you have a formula where you're winning three games in a row, why are you going to change it up? No, no, I, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. The the shining lights are there for Chelsea still now because we see the likes of Joe Felix, yeah, um, scoring, scoring again, really good addition. Um, Kai Havertz scoring again, even though, yeah. It was a penalty. It was a My penalty. question is, you think the penalty should have been retaken? Because he seemed to have stopped just before he, he kicked it, you know. He, he, he kicked the ball. Yeah. I mean, it, it is debatable. Right. Right. It, it is very debatable and 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 the and it the the goal stood. Yeah, I mean, and it made for a really interesting it made for a really piece. interesting, but what I believe is that Chelsea should, at the end of the season, purchase Joe Felix. Yeah, that's going to be something like in the region of 120 million. Well, now is the time that they should start getting negotiating because when this guy is in the side, um, Chelsea look fluid. They, they really look good. They up really top. look good. But you're talking about Joe Felix. I think Romelu Lukaku is coming back to Chelsea. Yes, he's on loan now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he'll, he'll be back at Chelsea at the end. 
Ah, but uh, no, he won't, he won't stay at Chelsea. No, I don't think so. But let's touch on real quickly one of the hottest games of the weekend: Wolves versus Leeds. Hot games, hot games. Wolves players should be disappointed. Castro and Nunes. Yeah. Wolves were fighting their way back into the game and got let down by the players. And I, I blame the players for one, but also the referee. Because yeah. that, that fourth goal, I think it was a fourth goal. Wolves were on, um, on the fight back. It was 3-2. And it looked like there was a foul on Trahore where he got pulled back. Pulled back, yes. So he basically stopped. And the referee allowed play to continue. To continue. But this is where you, you say to your players, play until the final whistle. And, uh, yes. But even after that, VAR reviewed it, didn't see anything wrong with it, and still gave the goal. And mm -hmm. that, I think that is one of the reasons that triggered off the brawl and the whole mayhem that um, caused Nunes to get his red card. Because he was on the bench when he got his red card, you know. He got substituted mm -hmm. and got a red card while on the bench. Card. And what's funny, you saw Diego Costa as peacekeeper. The most unlikely of as, as, as person, right? Exactly. The most unlikely person as peacekeeper. Yeah, I, will, I will say this, though. Wolves, honestly, they deserve to lose because they were very wasteful. Very wasteful. And on paper, I had this match to draw. Yes. Um, didn't, didn't know it was going to be a, a six-goal thriller. No, none at all. Didn't not know that the red card would have been short. <laughs> didn't know that one of the goal scorers would have gotten a red card as as well. Yeah, it, <laughs> so, was, it was a crazy game, man. This crazy game had anything, game. everything um, inside of it. But... Leeds will definitely be the happiest of the two. Um, they're on 14 um, points. Um, just actually one point behind Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Mean. And then Leeds will travel to the Emirates um, after international break. And Wolves will travel down to Nottingham Forest. That should be an interesting one as well. Yeah, man. Like you say, you know, we're getting into the business end of the season. So things are going to get heated. And the clubs are showing that are fighting for um, relegation, are fighting the relegation battle. Exactly. The the good thing that Leeds have going in their favor, I mean, even though I hope he doesn't score against us, is Jack Harrison. Yeah, the man on farm, right? He's on farm. He's he's definitely quietly going about his business. Took a while to join the party, but um, we 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 know we we know of his quality. We know yeah, of his man. quality. But the next game, real quick, um, Aston Villa and Bournemouth. I mean, this was one of the more routine games of the weekend to me because mm -hmm. Villa were dominant from kickoff and it could have been way more than just three. Could have been way more than three. Yeah, this, this was a routine win. Um, surprising what Watkins didn't get a goal in this one, but you know, yes. when, when, he, when he's not scoring, others will step up and that, that's what they want to see. True, true. Now, I won't spend too much time on, on the Villa game because, like I said, people, this was a very routine win. But yeah, this is a routine win. And, you know, Bournemouth, 
uh, in the fight to, um, to stay alive. And that's the best you can hope for for Bournemouth right now, just to keep yeah. fighting to see if they can avoid um, it. I believe that they will be there will be one of the teams that will get the job. I don't believe that they are coming out alive. So, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? But another team that's fighting tooth and nail, Southampton, because they took on a Tottenham Hotspur team that, what can I, I say? Yeah, another surprise result. Another the weekend surprise me. Didn't expect, um, I mean, from, I mean, from Tia Walcott scoring, they expect something. Yeah, man. Him. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Because he scored one and set up one. I huh? set up one. I mean, <laughs> but no one saw that coming. Listen, what's surprising is that Spurs were leading 3-1, right? With 15 minutes left in the game. Mm -hmm. I found a way to throw away a, a lead like that. To come oh. away with just a draw. What would you what would you say is Spurs problem? Because we, we pretty much look at every definition in the book for Spurs. I this mean a mentality. This is what is this now? Who is the problem? Is it the players? I mean, you hear content talk, maybe the, the in the players there are selfish. Man, the man said it all. He summed it up, he summed it up perfectly, you know. He he summed it up perfectly. My only problem with what Kante said is he alienated himself from taking some of the blame. And that is poor leadership. Yes, because some of these players are his players that he I brought in. Correct, correct. So, take but some of the blame. The entire Tottenham squad, when I said squad, I mean manager, players, everybody, everybody. Should get blamed because, like I said, 15 minutes left in the game, right? You're not pushing for the title, you're pushing for a top four. You have Newcastle breathing behind, breathing down your neck. Liverpool um, not far away. Liverpool not far away. Manchester United um currently playing cup duties and you sit on 49 points. You know, if you had won this, that made things very interesting. That put pressure on Manchester United. No. Exactly. Exactly. But it it's just Spurs being Spurs again. Yep. But and I don't think Kante will stay there long either. No, no. I think right now Kante is doing everything to get the sack. Yeah. And that's how I can see it. He, he's oh, basically... They're not listening to him. No, no. So Kante is basically saying things on, in the media for him to get fired. That's how I think it is. Because, I mean, he didn't hold anything back in his press conference. No, um, he, he, he gave it... Uh, this is not the first no. time he has done this. And he's basically, he, he's come out and said things that you expect rival fans to say, not the manager of the club. Yeah, like, not the managers. You know, this is a tradition. They've never won anything. You know, things like that. But, I mean, that's the only way I look at it. Kante wants to get fired now. He's fed up of the situation at Tottenham. But like I said, he's alienating himself from the, the situation. I've yet to see him take any blame for anything. Yeah, no, he hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah. But, well, move away from Spurs and looking at another team that's fighting for their lives. Leicester City. Right? They took on a Brentford United team uh, that's, honestly, they're high-flying. And surprisingly, um, Tony didn't score. That was, that was the biggest surprise. And yeah. this was a game of two halves to me, you know. Brentford dominated the first, 
and Leicester dominate the second. The second. And actually, this was a game where another card, red card was displayed. Um, mm-hmm. um, but Batiste got two yellow and, and yeah. came off in the closing, in the closing minutes of the game. Um, I actually expected Brentford to win this match. Really expected them to win this. Because like I said, they're flying, they're flying high um, at home. They're doing business. And away, they're doing business as well. I didn't yeah. expect let's start to get a to get a job, but credit credit to them and, cre- yes, and credit and to credit, them for fighting and credit to yeah credit to Madison who stepped up in the other half as well. I mean, we can always almost count on Madison, you know, to when he puts the on issue, the best shirt to fight. The issue with Madison is that he just needs to stay fit. That is it. Just needs and to I think fit. that one. And I think that is one of the reasons why no top club um, is really sniffing around. Because yeah, he's injury far too often. Too injury prone. Yeah, and at 26, um, I mean, who's willing to gamble right there? True, true. I don't think anybody's willing to gamble on him. But one of my favorite players in a lesser jersey came up with the goal, Harvey Barnes. Always great display. Always believe he has a lot more to offer. Yeah, man. Barnes definitely has a lot more to offer. And I think Barnes' only issue, he just needs to be a little bit more clinical. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he has the PS, he has the, the, the dribbling about him, but the clinical finish. And in, uh, yeah, and of course, he needs to be a little bit more consistent as well. Yes. But once once he gets that on, on the go, he'll be a top, top player. Yeah, the Friday game, the first game of the weekend, it was Newcastle versus Nottingham Forest. Interesting In, game to see the interesting league. game, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Emmanuel Dennis, Emmanuel Dennis, um, started the party in the 26th minute with a with a goal, and then of course, um, Newcastle responded pretty much on half time, yeah, with um, Isak with Joe Willock, um, with the assist. What an important mean, player, um, Joe Willock is turning himself into a Newcastle. And, and that's the exact point you brought up last week, you know, how important Joe Willock is for Newcastle. Yeah. And, and they have to find Isaac. They definitely have to find, find a way to, to make Isaac fit. And, well, I'm not going to say he's an injury, injury-prone player, but if this player can stay fit, Newcastle will do some serious damage. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was it was unfortunate and Nottingham Forest still to concede the penalty. In a dying moment. Yeah, and it was almost extra time was almost up. So it was it was very unfortunate. Good hard fight by them. But mm-hmm. when Newcastle weren't scoring goals and we were talking about what they need to change. I was a sad Isaac. No, they did and they're winning games again. The goals are coming again. Yes, and the top four, the top four um dream is alive again. Yes. No. And two by Fanatinam Forest, now they're back into the relegation fight. Hey, it, the crazy thing, the relegation fight, it's like you cannot pinpoint two teams, let alone three, to say, all right, these three teams are certain to go down. Yeah. The thing about Nottingham Forest, they managed, they, they, they were managing to put on some win and 
and stuff like that. But then the last start coming in and know that they and they managed to slip into 16 position. And it was not too long ago that we were saying Leicester for Leicester City were, you know, putting a decent run together and look like they'd be safe. Now they're back in the relegation. I know they're back in the relegation. No. People, again, you know, just before the international break, we're going to ask everyone to share this. Share it with your friend. Give it a listen. Whether you're driving, going to work, or, you know, you just want something for relaxed one, get a roundup of how the weekend's action was. But smash the like button as usual. Smash it up. Yeah, man, leave your comments. Let us know how your team got on, or were you involved in the FA Cup? You know, mm. Alan and Patrick mm. again. Mm. Yeah, Man United I mean, and the controversies surrounding what that was, team. What was, what was Mitrovic thinking? Hmm? Mr. Mitrovic, what were you thinking pushing the ref? Ah. And then William with a red card as well. I mean, that game was spicy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was just madness all around. Madness all around. You expect, yeah, you expect better from Mitrovic. Um, Definitely. Mitrovic doing something like that, you can expect to be out for a long while. Yeah. Because yeah. the FA will look into that. But you see, and the, the, not to stray, but this is what I was talking about with the Bruno Fernandes and pushing the ref. When you don't do take action, you leave the door open for other players to do the same thing. Yes, yes, yes. And Both it was stupid. So by, and like I said, not to stray, it was very stupid by uh, Mitrovic. And the other point of it is that Fulham need Mitrovic right now, coming, coming to the, the closing of the season. And they're in ninth position. They're not far off from getting a Europe spot. It could have been Conference League or Europa League or are, are you know yeah. one of the two but now if Mitrovic should get a lengthy ban then sir they're going to be in trouble they're going to be in trouble yeah. I mean 9 can easily move down to 12 exactly and to hold this league set nobody's safe from the relegation oh, I, I, I don't believe there will be a relegation <laughs> battle but um, to be this close to getting a, um, a foothold in Europe and then to just lose it like that yeah yeah it 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 be it be very bitter to say the least. Yeah, but people, you don't know, no. As usual, last of the real podcast, Zane and JRP I said, just be a brother's keeper, Jamaica, stay safe, walk good, yeah. and good up here, follow you. We out. All right.